Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death, UFOs, and other creepy, Cults. weird, random shows. There you go. Yeah. Not uh, just naming things in the room. Oh my god. There's a cult of ghosts. The miracle. <laughs> that is Joel. The miracle. You're the nightmare. I am the nightmare. Uh, this is episode four. four. Yeah, four. Of season two of Middle Age and Mediocre, and it is Halloween time. Ooh, right now it's a uh, Saturday before Halloween. Yeah, when's trick or treat? Next Saturday. Next. Next Saturday. Okay. Yeah, here it's next Saturday. Yeah. So we're about a week early, uh, but it is that time of year. My I'm going to Halloween party today. Joel's tonight. going as the Stoner One. Yeah. According to a shirt, uh, he's playing the character that he played in a movie. So, yep. is that your costume? No, I um, didn't wear the costume over here. Thought you could have. Can be. I'll give you the shirt. You can be me. Shake, go shake my head real quick. Real quick, yeah. <laughs> like as fast as possible. You get the clippers. Just yeah, you don't really pay much attention. Uh, uh, so yeah, we are here with uh, our uh, our Halloween episode, our trick or treat episode. Cool. So, uh, now nah, I'm, I'm going as Jason Voorhees. I did see your yeah. picture where you posted. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna like put black makeup around my eyes so it'll be dark under the mask. But then when I do karaoke afterwards, I'm just going to look like the most emo motherfucker ever. Because yeah, I'm not going to be wearing the mask the whole time. That's I know. I'll try. <laughs> I'll try to leave it, on, leave it on as long as possible. Yeah, if you do, like, get a video for that. Yeah. I think we need a video like, for I want to, like, he's doing karaoke. Yeah, like maybe Heartbeat or, you know, Humpty Dance or something. Mm-hmm. Humpty Dance, I think, yeah. is what you needed to go with. Oh, I'll do full, that for sure, yeah. Costume. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. I hope a lot of people are like, I love that new Halloween Kills movie. <laughs> when they see it. I'm not Michael Myers. No, but... but uh, so we have an episode I'm not today Michael Myers. ...about urban legends. Cool. That's what we're going to be talking about today. All right. So what's your, what, what's your go-to urban legend? What's one you like? like? I don't know if it's the one I like, but like... The one that I grew up on is, like, if a car is driving with their lights off and you're not supposed to flash your lights at them because uh, they'll come after you and kill you. Gang member. Yes. Yeah. So I do it now. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I always heard that once I started driving. I was like, I got to see if this is true. And so far. It's not. It's not true. Yeah, I do. I used to do it even, like, all but, the time. Yeah, that's probably the urban legend I that. I kind of forgot about that one. That, like, is, you know, was it always at the, I guess, forefront of my mind. Well, uh, you know, there's the man with the hook hand who preys on young couples parked at a makeout spot. There's that one. Yeah. There's the. That's more like a ghost story, but I guess that's an urban legend. That's the same thing. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah these are urban legends. It's like those stories where like everyone knows someone who knows someone where it just happened to. They should make a movie about that. I think that it was great. I liked it a lot, actually. I I kind I remember it was a movie. Uh, I watched it. I liked that. I probably haven't seen it in twenty years. There's the urban legend about the babysitter keeps receiving phone calls. They're coming from inside of the house. Exactly. Ah! Uh, the one that I thought you were going with at first, the woman driving home at night. 
uh, being followed by. Oh yeah, flash. Yep. Uh huh. She thinks they're after them. But someone in the back seat, and every time they raise up, she flash. Yeah, yeah, I read all these stories and shit. One. Uh, there's the classics like repeating Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Ooh, the Bloody Mary, Candyman. Yep, those That's from the movie. But uh, the girl that gets bit on the cheek by a spider. The I don't know. Swells up. Spy, baby spiders burst out. Oh, fun! There's that one. I like the one with the lady that has the like the scarf around their neck, and she won't ever take it off. And she marries her husband, still won't take it off. And then while she's sleeping, he like takes it off or something. And her head rolls. Yeah. So that was so that was in uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. The books with the really awesome illustrations. Is that the movie we went to? Yeah, the very okay. terrible movie. Uh, but yeah, that story, the uh, bite on the face. By the spider, those are both in there, uh, and then there's like uh, a, even more recent urban legends, like the Slender Man. Uh, okay, I guess you could even say the Mothman is an urban legend yeah. of sorts. So there are Gene. Lot. Gene, we know he's not an urban legend. Gene, I hope you're listening. And I hope you're doing well, buddy. Uh, he's definitely listening. Keep it wrapped up. You don't need any more kids. <laughs> he's not gonna listen. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta Gene, try. You know Gene goes. I wrong. have to try. He goes raw every time. <laughs> raw moth. Uh, so Moth raw. the urban legend we're going to talk about, uh, is the urban legend based on a true crime about the man who killed Halloween. Any Michael Meyer. I've never heard of this. Okay. He killed Halloween. He killed Halloween. We're having Halloween. So we're going to go back. Oh, shit. I've, I've seen it. We're going to go to Deer Park, Texas in 1974. It's Halloween. Okay. Texas, anything's possible. So ghosts and ghouls were out in the streets hunting down candy and dishing out scares. According to a random Google search I did, uh, Daisy Buchanan from The Great Gatsby was the most popular Halloween costume that year. But I'm calling bullshit on that because who the hell's ever heard of her yeah. dressed up as her? Uh, said I want to say it was either Nixon or Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. It was the year that horror classics like Texas Chainsaw Massacre... Young Frankenstein, Black Christmas, the criminally underappreciated Let's Sleeping Corpses Lie, those all came out in theaters. Not to mention movies like Frightmare, Madhouse, It's Alive, Godzilla vs. Mecha Godzilla, and Beyond the Door. Mecha? It was a great year for Halloween and horror movies. 1974 also marked the year that Nixon became the first United States president to resign. Uh, George Foreman and Muhammad Ali squared off at the Rumble in the Jungle. And Stephen King published Carrie, his first novel. Halloween night in Texas, however, Ronald O'Brien and his wife, Daneen O'Brien, uh, had taken their two children, Timothy and Elizabeth, to a friend's home in Pasadena, Texas. Once finished with trick-or-treating and back at the house in Pasadena, uh, the kids were allowed to have one piece of candy each. Because it's important, the children learn early on that no matter how much hard work you put in, <laughs> you are rarely compensated. For yeah. So, did you ever get that? Like the you can have one piece, and you have a giant pillow. Yeah, of they, candy? it wouldn't be one, but it'd be very few. Yeah, like what do we what do we do all this? Yeah. <laughs> Give me all the candy. I just spent this whole night walking. They just got you sneak it. Yeah, you find a way. Uh, Tim, life I, finds a way. <laughs> life has candy find a way. <laughs> Uh, Timothy O'Brien's choice that night was a pixie stick. He you ever poured, you ever snort a pixie stick? No. Oh, uh, it burns. A kid. It burns. I remember in 
junior high. Yeah, uh-huh. junior high one day, just randomly decided to show up. Like he was a pretty normal kid, never really seemed like a weirdo. <laughs> he randomly showed up one morning, had like four pixie sticks, uh-huh. and for some reason, like begged somebody to dare him to snort all of them. <laughs> And then he did. Like, you want to do it, just do it. And he was crying. Ah! And, like, backfires. Sugary snot was coming oh, out. I did not cry. I just did one, though. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Oh, we were walking. And I was like, I want to sniff some of this. I can't imagine it feels great. <laughs> it burned. I don't even know. What, I'll, I was probably like 12. It's just so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Like, I don't know what outcome. Of course I was going to do drugs. Like, I'm fucking snorting pixie <laughs> Pixie sticks. Purple. Uh, it was purple. I remember. So Timothy O'Brien poured the sugary powder into his mouth, and then immediately complained that it had a, bit, had a bitter, gross taste to it. Uh, his gr- father grabbed a glass of Kool Aid to try and help him get the bad taste out of his mouth. But within minutes, Timothy said that his stomach hurt and ran to the bathroom, where he began vomiting. Then he began to convulse. Uh oh. And then he died on the way to the hospital in the back of an ambulance. He died. He did. There's no coming back from that. Yeah, Timothy O'Brien. Was there too much mud pie on the pixie stick? Why would there be mud pie on the pixie <laughs> stick? I don't, it's, I've just been watching a lot of I Think You Should Leave. Oh. I watched that, that skit yesterday. Got mud pie on the brain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Ronald O'Brien would recall holding Timothy in his arms while he was vomiting and then feeling the small boy go limp in his arms. Timothy was eight years old. His mother and father... And his sister immediately asked if she could have all his candy. <laughs> yeah, like, so is he going to need that anymore? Or... Don't throw it away, I want it! What are we doing here? Oh, I miss Timmy, but his candy's still here. Uh, his mother and father were devastated, and once it was confirmed that Timothy had died from being poisoned by his trick-or-treat candy, the community went into a panic. Damn, that's why you gotta check that shit. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck you would check that. An autopsy revealed that it was uh, cyanide poisoning. Oh. So, yeah, candy was being turned in to be tested for poison. That's an urban legend I always heard. There you go. Oh. This is the one. The light bulb is going off. Okay. <laughs> uh, four pixies, altogether, four poison pixie sticks were found. Uh, Poison so, Pixie Sticks is a name so of a band. Timothy had one. No. His younger sister had one. Uh, one of the family friend, the, the family they went to be, yeah. you know, with for one of their kids had one. And then a random kid from the neighborhood, he was like 10 or 11 years old, uh, he kind of knew the kids, and he got one. Too. Well, they were all hitting the same houses. Yeah. So uh, none of the other kids had eaten the candy, though. The 10-year-old boy actually was found in his bed holding it. Uh, it was unopened because whoever poisoned the pixie sticks had opened them up, uh, removed some of the powder, replaced yeah. some cyanide, and then stapled it back shut. We'll just tell people how to do it, Josh. And the kids, the, that kid couldn't get the staples out. So oh. he just fell asleep holding <laughs> the pixie stick. Being a weak-ass motherfucker finally <laughs> just, paid off. Just gave up. I, mean, I don't know. Like, I want to say Sad and miserable little. No, it's probably good. He's alive. Yeah, so I would not be deterred by any candy wrappings. I'm wondering if they had like the paper pixie stick <clears throat> things, or mm-hmm. if they had like the bigger plastic. Like, oh plastic yeah, because that would make sense to have a staple. Like oh, the paper ones yeah, you look man. at, and you go, those big plastic ones. Yeah, those were the. <sighs> Snort one of those. No. You'll probably die. <laughs> I'd heat that up and inject it in my veins, though. It'd be 
be all jacked up. Yep. Talk about a heroin. Uh, so Ronald, <laughs> Ronald O'Brien uh, told police that he that the poison pixie sticks had come from a house that no one seemed to be home at when the kids first knocked on the door. Uh, so the kids knocked, waited, waited, knocked again, yeah. waited. They were like, all right, fuck this. They started to leave. <laughs> fuck <And> this! <laughs> they got a little bit down Let's the bounce, girl from Great Gatsby! <laughs> they got a little bit down the sidewalk. Uh, the dad hadn't caught up to him yet, and the, the dad said that the uh, door opened. Uh-huh. The guy said sorry, handed him a fistful of pixie sticks, Yeah, and shut the door. So then Ronald says he went back, gave them out fairly, you know. Mm-hmm. So he said he couldn't remember which house it was, though. Uh, the police officers combed the neighborhood, speaking with everyone, everyone that the police talked to. <laughs> Did you poison children? <laughs> was it me? All right. They all denied even handing out Pixie Six that night. Yeah. Uh, the officers canvassed the neighborhood three separate times, and after the third time, Ronald remembered which house it was Ooh. and told the police. So the home belonged to a man named Courtney Melvin. Uh, he was an air traffic controller at a He East already airport. sounds guilty. Courtney Melvin? Yeah, he sounds like a motherfucker that would poison some kids. Uh, he told police that he had actually been working, again, at the Houston airport, the night, uh, Halloween night. Someone says, actually, they're actually full of shit. His alibi was backed up by over 200 people, though. Uh, so the detective spoke with a lot of people. Everybody saw him there. Yeah. So he had an alibi. It wasn't him. Uh, now suspicions were raised even higher. It was difficult for anyone, including law enforcement, to wrap their heads around the idea uh, that a random person in the neighborhood would just be handing out poison to uh, random kids yeah. outside treating. There never been a case of poison candy being handed out at that point, so why would it happen now? The police began to look at the only person confirmed to have been in possession of the candy that night, Ronald O'Brien. The dad. The dad. The grieving father of eight-year-old Timothy. Man, don't tell me. I mean, Ronald sounds like a pretty fucked up. So Ronald was 30 years old, had a clean record as far as the law was concerned. Man. He was a model citizen, a deacon at the Second Baptist Church, a member of the choir, and an optician at Texas State Optical in Sharpstown, Houston. He was one of your kind. Wow. Uh, One of my kind. (laughs) The optician job was his 22nd job in 10 years. So he had a bit of a temper. Yeah. Uh, had a history of not being able to hold a job down for any substantial length of time. Has anyone ever seen him use a stapler? Has <laughs> anyone? Well, a lot of, you know, he had a lot of jobs on a stapler. Uh-huh. Okay. So he's uh, been around them. He's familiar he's with the stapler. He's probably seen a stapler right. a time or three. All right, I'm going to jot that down. So after digging deeper, the police learned that Ronald was also over $100,000 in debt. And, in 1974? That's a lot of money. That, well, how much would that be? That had to at least be $200,000 now. Oh, I think that would be doubled, maybe. Uh, inflation. Good God, what are you Calculate. doing in 1970? I mean, school, maybe? I guess school, probably, to be an I'm eye doctor. in 1974. You know, because I'm an optician. I'm just a lowly dude on the rung I with the glasses. I purchased an item for... He, like, he would do the eye testing, so he had to go to college for that. So, that's, yeah, okay. But still, hundred hundred grand. Okay, the that would roughly translate to 
$556,409. Jesus Christ, Ronald. Yeah. School is not that much, is it? I don't think school is $500,000. No, a bit less than that. I didn't go. You know, I'm a simple man. It's a, I'm a simple man. That's <laughs> <laughs> a dream. Mama raised me to be simple, man. Uh, no, he did not. I mean, that was not his school debt. Uh, he basically had a eye for expensive, nice things. Yeah. And couldn't fucking afford them. So, also, like 90%. He better close his eyelids. Like 90% of fucking murders, a life insurance policy was discovered. Oh, man. Strangely enough, Ronald had a life insurance policy for both of his children. Eight. Uh, Timothy was eight, and I believe his daughter or his uh, sister Elizabeth was four or five. Oh. So, very odd to have life insurance policies on young children. Yeah. Uh, but why the other kids? Just to make it, I guess he was, oh. It turns out that earlier that year, in January... Without telling his wife, Ronald... Look, she don't need to know everything, okay? I gotta run every fucking decision? Huh? He didn't. He did. found out now. He did, however, (laughs) take out life insurance policies on both his children for the amount of $10,000 each. A month before Halloween night, he went in and increased the amounts on both policies to $30,000. That is so fucking shady. A few days before trick or treat, you know what? Bump it up again. Bumped the both <laughs> up fifty thousand each. Only hours after Timothy had died, and that's still just even if he gets in bed, that's still have a hundred thousand. He's just you're dead. He's got. Oh, I was I was thinking five hundred thousand. That's what it'd be today. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that would be the debt. Yeah, okay. Uh, still not. Doesn't make it right. I'm not going. Right. Yeah, makes <laughs> oh, all the sense. Well, as long as his math is checked. Yeah, out. he gets out of debt, right? Uh, so only hours after Timothy had died, Ronald O'Brien called the insurance company to try and cash out his son's life insurance policy. And someone tried to kill my daughter, so I feel like I should get at least a quarter of that money. I don't know why it sounds like this. So police brought O'Brien in for questioning. Uh, they questioning. Said, well, even kind of like digging in and seeing this, they still didn't want to believe it. Like, yeah. At this time, they were just like, "There's no way." I guess our guy... our jaded minds were like, oh, "What well, he did this shit?" Yeah, they're just like, "There's no way this guy killed his own kid, uh, uh, risked the lives of others, you know, just to cut, just to make it look like it's not just those kids." Yeah. That it was a you know. Random... I hate that I got that so quickly after I said it. I was like, "Oh, I see why he would kill all of them." <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, uh, Ronald denied having involvement. He stuck to a story that it was someone else who had handed him the the, uh, the pixie sticks while trick or treating. Folks in the community were more than willing to offer the police some insight into who Ronald truly was, though. A uh, customer from Texas State Optical, who was a chemical salesman, told police that Ronald had been asking him about various poisons, uh, including cyanide. He was very interested in cyanide. Who isn't? He asked the customer how much it would be, how much it would take to kill a person, <laughs> and where he could buy it. Which just for shits and giggles. Like, how is that not something that gets reported? Like, yeah, you don't just at least kind of call the police to go, "Hey, I'm just, just letting you know, I'm a chemical salesman. I went there. This guy was asking me like, just how much would it take to kill a person? Yeah, you might want to, I don't know, look at him, like, watch him a little." Uh, like how long do you think you would have to hold someone's head underneath water before they're dead? Yeah, like, do you think that's, like, just rough guess. Rough yeah. Guess. Like, or, like, if, a pillow over their face. Say if I were to go back in the back right now, 
<laughs> and you know, murder someone. How long do you think I'd have to come back out here? Uh, Ronald went to a chemical supply store in Houston to purchase cyanide, and the storekeepers remembered him leaving once he learned that the smallest amount he could purchase was five pounds. So he just wanted like a little. You know, he didn't want to. He didn't. He said, "Hey, do you have enough to kill a couple kids? Yeah, just enough to top off a couple pixie sticks." <laughs> Uh, police also received some information about Ronald's strange behavior regarding the Pixie Sticks that night. Uh, he's, uh, they were told that he was nervous, that he was anxious anytime one of the other children, uh, other than Timothy, would appear to reach for the candy. Uh, Ronald's wife even said that at one point, Ronald jumped across a table to grab a Pixie Stick out of another kid's hand. <laughs> would let him have it. Um... His wife said that the pixie stick wasn't even Timothy's actual choice of candy that night. Ronald gave it to him. Timothy had picked out a lollipop as his piece of candy, but his dad told him, "Hey, you're not gonna have time to finish that tonight." Here's oh, jeez, you're not gonna have dead. time to so finish that. Reached in the bag, handed him the pixie stick. Wow, what a piece of shit. Uh, Ronald's co coworkers told police about how days before the murder, uh, O'Brien had been bragging at work and telling everyone that his financial troubles were about to be over. <laughs> The son of a bitch was even overheard at Timothy's funeral talking about how he was going to use the money like money from the life insurance policy to take a vacation and to buy some other like some other things that he was looking to buy. Yeah, so not even pay off his debt. No. <laughs> no. So, I mean not that that would make it right, but I mean that's like his motivation to do it. And he's like, But I mean Timmy would want me. <laughs> Wants me to be happy. Yeah, to go on vacation. I mean, as long as he doesn't find out I killed him, he would want me. Just what an awful murder! Like, dumbest human being alive. You you don't wait. He didn't want a day to call the insurance company. Like, yeah, he's like, hey. I mean, you don't kill your kid, number one. But like, after but if, you, if you're going to murder a human being, would you please yeah. not act like a fucking idiot? Right Just afterwards? have a better plan. So police also discovered a pocket knife in the O'Brien's home that had residue from powdered candy on it. Uh, Ronald O'Brien was charged with one count of murder and four counts of attempted murder. He pled not guilty on all charges and proclaimed his innocence. His defense team argued that no one had ever poisoned Halloween candy anywhere before, <laughs> so it was absurd that he would be accused of this now. Yeah, that's, man, solid Which defense. I hope the first, like... Defense attorney for a guy that shot another guy. Yeah. Got put on trial. I was like, no one has ever used one of these guns to kill someone before. Why would they do it now? Yeah, why? Uh, despite any evidence that Ronald O'Brien had ever actually purchased or obtained any cyanide, the prosecution was more than confident in their case based on Ronald's interest in cyanide, the life insurance policies he'd taken out, and the accounts of a strange behavior. Uh, yeah, there's... <laughs> what else do you need? In the time Short of, like, him that. having a diary entry. Yeah. We're like, well, today's the day I poisoned Timmy, my son, with the cyanide that I bought. This is Ronald O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. Uh, it also didn't hurt that his wife testified against him. Yeah. On June 3rd, 1975... Well, she's probably a little upset about all of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, June 3rd, 1975, Ronald O'Brien found guilty on all charges. Yeah. After the jury deliberated for less than 45 minutes. <laughs> I bet it was like over five minutes, and they were like, let's just chill yeah, a little bit, guys. Yeah, we need to decompress. Yeah, this time, we take this time for us. He was sentenced to death and sent to Huntsville Prison, uh, 70 miles north of Houston, where he would wait to be put to death. According to Reverend Carol Pickett... But he probably got treated really well in prison with a lot of respect. Well, 
Once they find out that you, you know, killed a child. So according to Reverend Carol Pickett, a former chaplain who worked for the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, O'Brien was shunned and despised (laughs) by his fellow death row inmates for killing his child and had zero friends. The inmates reportedly actually even petitioned to be able to hold an organized demonstration on O'Brien's execution date just so they could express their hatred of him. (laughs) So they were putting together a parade yeah. to celebrate his death, basically. Fuck this guy. Killed a fucking his own son, seven years old. While he maintained... And then was... And then... Okay. Again, I am not saying that that's fine. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, so he does that. Uh-huh. Kills a seven-year-old kid, eight-year-old kid, uh, you know, ends the life of his child. Yeah. And then can't even be fucking bothered to, like, lay low about it. Yeah. Play it cool. Be sad. Instead, it's just like he's like, yeah, I imagine if he had a cell phone then, he'd have been at the funeral, like, making the call, yeah. to plan the trip, and buy. He's food. going in the ground right now. Yeah. He's in well, the ground well, right he's now. He's done in like 10 minutes. All so right. he's done. It's over. 50,000. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so he maintained his innocence while he was on death row. Uh, but Ronald Clark O'Brien was executed on March 31st, 1984, by lethal injection. A large crowd gathered outside the prison on the night of his execution. Some were there to protest the execution, while many others were there to celebrate the death of the murderer, who had been dubbed the Candyman. And the I would man- like to avoid all of those people. Either the people really, really excited about it, or the people really against it. I would just... Who shows up? Like, <laughs> it's a weird thing to show up to. Can, we, can all of those people just be taken like, somewhere? It, an execution just should just happen, like, on a... Dark, rainy night. Yeah. Only a couple people in the room. Fucking kill them and throw them out in the dumpster or whatever <laughs> with the body afterwards. I don't know. Uh, but he was also dubbed the man who killed Halloween. When it was when it Because they stopped doing Halloween after that or just after that? Went I mean, it kind of kind of fucked up the, the fun and good spirit yeah. for a little while. You got to worry about things. Especially in that community. Because once it happens, you know, it's happened. Before uh, it happens, though... So, when it was announced that O'Brien was dead, uh, the people there to celebrate that shouted out, Trick or treat! Oh my god. And then showered the. Trick or treat, motherfucker! And then showered the anti death penalty demonstrators with candy. (laughs) Just making a real show of it. Uh, You got pixie dust in my eye! There's still no evidence of a stranger deliberately poisoning trick-or-treaters, according to uh, University of Delaware professor. Yeah, because he Joel died. Best, he dead. Who has studied the... Joel Best? Yes. Yeah, so, All right. I think if you fight him to the death... Do I get to be best? You get to be the best. If you or am I Joel better? Mm. Mm. Maybe. I think right now I'm Joel worst. I mean, he's an old man, so you can probably take him. Oh, uh, all right. One kick to the, I'd go to the knee first, just to immobilize him a little bit. I don't know if you need to immobilize. I think. And then I would just like, like that joke last time about what the, what I say something about palms. Mm-hmm. I'd do the that just can. pow and just like oh right into the each side of his head. Yeah. 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 I mean, all right. Well, <laughs> that'd be the best Joel. That's super worth a fake last name. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just edit that part out. So he's been studying this phenomenon. Phenomenon of this urban legend, something for like years a phenomenon. Uh, he says that this is a contemporary legend that speaks to our anxiety about our kids. Uh, most of us don't believe in ghouls and ghosts anymore, but we do believe in criminals. 
So with or without evidence, the warnings of razor blades, poison, and drugs being found in kids' Halloween candy uh-huh. makes the rounds every year. They're like, this is what ecstasy looks like. This is what your kids' candy looks like. Notice a difference? <laughs> like, no, which one's which? Uh, PSAs have been made about this. Uh, local news station broadcasts uh, reminds and warns parents almost every year to check yeah. the kids' candy hall. You just look to see if it's been tampered with. The entire thing's even a meme now. Yeah. Like, everybody oh, yeah. posts the... It'll be like a gun with, like, a Kit Kat, like... That, or, yeah. like, I saw one the other day that had, like, a cover to a Nickelback album inside a Snickers bar, and it was like, it was like, parents look at your, whatever, <laughs> somebody <laughs> snuck an entire Nickelback album. Oh. So it's a huge meme now. Uh, Ronald O'Brien left behind a legacy of terror that has lasted to this day. Uh, the miserable prick, unfortunately, left his mark on this world at the expense of his eight-year-old son, Timothy O'Brien, though. So, yeah, that uh, urban legend. That's kind of like a feel good right there. He dead. It is rooted in truth. The dad, Ronald. But they're. Yeah, it's cool that there's like an actual pin, like a point that you can see. Because there's some urban legends that we don't really have the yeah, main story. Because I was thinking of some more in my head. This definitely created that. Yeah, myth. check your candy. Um, but it had kind of been a myth even before that. That's actually how he got the idea. Oh, okay. He kind of, you know, there was like... So he took advantage of it. So he kind of thought, yeah, people would buy into this, so... Uh, there is like a... There's a and if you would have played it a little cooler, maybe he would have got away with it. There's a similar story like this, uh, the Tylenol killer, who uh, took some poison Tylenol into a... I mean, I gotta take my daughter trick-or-treating next week. <laughs> yeah. And you pull this shit on me? Yeah. I'm going to, like, knock every piece of candy out of her hand before she gets it. I know what you're trying to do! I do feel like it'd be easier. Happy Halloween! I feel like it'd be way easier just to, you know, dress your kid up for Halloween and then take them to, like, Walmart or wherever and then just, like, let them pick out a couple bags yeah. of candy. But then I got to pay for it. Right. But we, had, we did do that one year because it was, like, raining and we were outside. We're like, let's get out of here. We're, like, taking a store and... She like went to our bed. We like all closed all the bedrooms in the house, and she we were each behind a door, and she'd knock on it. And... Mm. Great story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. Really, <laughs> really good. But I thought about some more urban myths, okay. legends. Yeah, whatever. Did you ever like these are kind of more of the sexual kind? Okay. Uh, like the girl that had a hot dog like broke off in her mm-hmm. in the showers or something mm-hmm. there's always that at school yeah. so would that be an urban legend yeah that's an urban legend okay yeah and like the and she like got like uh, uh like basically poisoned her from the inside out yeah with hot dogs yeah <laughs> uh, each one takes like 34 minutes off your life that's right yeah but if you shove one up in your hoo-ha <laughs> in the shower in the shower where it's at I don't know why <laughs> what are you doing with the hot dog in the shower <laughs> you trying to cook it <laughs> uh you got any others um, I had one, but now I forgot it. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Marijuana makes you uh, forget your stuff. That's true no, <laughs> well, that's not true. I don't remember what we were <laughs> about. I, I don't, but I and I don't have a feel good this week. But okay. I, uh, I, I have a philosophical thing. Okay. Are we wrapped up on the urban legend? Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, that's pretty. That's yeah. pretty. I'm gonna try to forget about it. Go, uh, <laughs> go check out the movie Urban Legend. It's a, yeah, I, I want to now. The '90s uh, horror. Didn't it have Rebecca Gayhart in it? I think so. Anthony Anderson was in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna watch that. Yeah. 
I'm gonna watch it. And it's got all the fun. it's got the hook hand. Speaking of movies, uh-huh. that's what I want to talk to you about. Okay. We kind of talked about when we recorded last time that movie old, the M Night movie. Oh yeah. Did you watch it all or yeah. just that scene that just we that watched? Scene. Okay. Well, this is gonna have a little bit of spoilers in it, so if you want to fast forward like five minutes, go ahead. Okay. You know, but there's you're a little bit of five minutes of plot. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like you get too far. Go back a little more. Okay. But it might be some spoilers. Like Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. Oh my. But also, God. but yeah, like in old, you know, you can kind of tell by the trailer. But they age really fast yeah. on an island. Okay. And like, here's some spoil the spoiler part. But uh, like it's all done so they can like study their bodies. Okay. You know, and, like, the effect of medicine on them and stuff like that. So, like, like, would you volunteer for something like that? And how much money would it take? Like, each hour is two years of your life. So, say you go on that island to, like, long test this medicine and you spend five hours. So, you'll come out ten years older. Okay. Like, would you do it? And, like, how much money would you need? Me and Cousin Mike were talking about it. And, like, I was, like, thinking 100000 a year. But that still only brings you out with a million dollars, and you're 10 years older. He's at a million a year. So you'd give up 10 years of your life, but you'd come out with $10 million. Probably never have to work again. So I gave up 10 years of my life. But the medicine could fuck you up, too, I guess. How long am I, on, how long am I there? Five hours, which ages you 10 years. Five hours ages me 10 years. So let's say I'm 38. Yeah. Let's just say I'm 40. Okay. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be 50. Yeah. When you come off. After five hours. Yep. When they take you off the island. So at age 50, uh, I'm going to want... I'm going to want... $10 million. I thought $10 by a million a year. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, I want $10 million. Uh Uh-huh. And I could... Whatever, like... How the fuck else am I going to get $10 million? I don't think 50 is too bad. I'm I'm 42. Even if I live for another <laughs> 10 years after, I mean, if I only had another 10 years even after that, uh-huh. say I just make it to 60, whatever, I'm going to have a hell of a 10 years. Like, I, at that point, you're not worrying about it anymore. You just make a comfortable life for yourself, and then you just get to kind of do what you want. 10 million bucks. I so think I'll last you. how long you live living there. Yeah, 10 million to live in there 10 years. Yeah. You don't want to go past 60. No. I wouldn't think. I have the fucking <laughs> oldest 70. Like, 70, yeah. Then what are we doing? <laughs> That's a good movie, though. Old. Yeah. I liked it. I, mean, I watched it with Mike uh, Thursday. Uh, the scene you showed me was very good. Yeah. Uh, when that scene came bones. on, I, I like jumped up real quick and turned all the lights off. That was the... Make it really creepy. So, like, does the... Were they basically all psychotic at that point? Because, like, she was acting... No. Real crazy. She was just because of her character. She was such, like, a trophy wife, and mm-hmm. all she had was her looks... And she had a calcium defect, so just the way it aged her, it really messed her up. And, like, that just kind of broke her brain, I think. Because, like, the one guy had, like, some sort of onset Alzheimer's or something. And, like, as it went on, he got violent and, like, you know, like that. So so that was part of the movie, too. They were like, well, we should separate the mental patients and the physical patients. Because they had, like, a lady on there with seizures. Uh, tumor, had blood thinning problems, and they would just see how the medicine they gave him reacted over, because, you know, time sped up so yeah. fast. So, okay. total spoilers, but, yeah, yeah I was just I mean, curious about that. Yeah. 
It's old. It's like two years? It's old. It's No, I think it's 2021. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think it's this year. So. How long has 2021 been? <laughs> oh, five years at Jesus. least, man. Jesus Christ. I really did think it was like two years old. I'm pretty sure it's a 2021 I do, I, You're movie. right. Yeah, it was early this year. Because <laughs> there was like a hurricane and they had to deal with the pandemic and everything. Holy but fuck. Yeah, real good movie. Like, you can pick it apart like we talked about with anything. But just, yeah. it's a good movie experience. And uh, everything, I was driving over here and I saw a house with an all black flag. What does that mean? All black. Flag. All black. It was definitely a flag and it was just all black. Um, is that like you're just tired of everything or you're no, over shit? Or? I'm pretty sure that is. Hold on. What does. All I wanted black you to Google. Oh! <coughs> flag mean. Um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I thought that's I thought that's what that meant. Okay. So, uh, in general, black flags are used by enemy forces to signify that an enemy that enemy combatants are going to be killed rather than taken prisoner. Oh. So the it's the it's a take no prisoners flag. It's a douchebag flag. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, big old douchebag. Okay. Flag. Yeah, they a lot of uh, these douchebags. Those colors don't run. Have been because it's black. They started doing that. Um, they give it's they give no quarter, uh, no quarter. Like that's the old school saying. Uh, like basically, they're not going to give you any mercy. Uh, just you're dead. Um, it's like Uncle Jesse says, "Have mercy." Okay, I got a tattooed on my stomach. And you know what they say to you? What? Cut it out. Cut it out. Uh, yeah, I like to go cut the black flag out. Maybe cut like a heart into <laughs> it one night. Fucking dude. First of all, any flag, any yeah. flag you're a douchebag. Yeah, I agree Don't care with what that. it is. It's a piece of fabric. Get the fuck over it. <laughs> uh, so, you know, our buddy uh, that lives on the corner up here had the Rambo Trump flag. Yep. Whatever, one uh-huh. of I drove by. Uh, this was a few weeks ago. I was driving home from work, and in his front yard, uh, his American flag had fallen off of, like, the little holder and was on the ground. Yeah. It took everything in my power not to stop and just start yelling outside his house. And hawking the hoarders up like, a there. traitor. Yeah. Like, he let the flag hit the ground or whatever. I was like, this I just, is America! I, I, a, I was like, I want to make a huge show out of this, how he's not a patriot. Just get your phone out and Facebook Live as he comes out all confused. Like, what? Yeah. What are you, what are you honking at? You're like, you ain't America! <laughs> he did finally take that stupid... Yeah. Fucking Trump flag down there. I wonder if he did or someone else did. I don't know. I hope someone else finally just. I mean, it was up there. For... But then, like, we talk about all the time. The fucking idiots that live across the street from me still yeah. have Biden stuff up. Yeah. Get over it. Just. <laughs> no one cares about your opinion. Yeah. It doesn't. About anything. About anything. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's what the black flag means, though. Yeah. So. Give no quarter. Show no mercy. All right. Take now I know. Prisoner. Now I know. Now I know to scoff. See, I know to scoff or not. Oh, to scoff. I yeah, scoff. Like, I thought you were saying, now you know the scoff. Like, we're calling it. Like, is that what we're calling things now? Because that sounds kind of cool. Like, yeah. That you know the info. You up on, oh, the, you the, up on the latest scoff? Yeah, I like it. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, well, do you have anything else? Um, this is a pretty short episode, but... Yeah, I I found my demolition. Remember, I said I yeah. I found my leather daddies. <laughs> uh, I worked out today, and... and uh, and I, as I was working out, I was cleaning up the basement, looking for them, and I found some other toys. Oh. And actually, I wanted to ask you. Okay. So, like, we're 40, and we can have toys, but we have to display them, right? Yes. 
So can I get like all my He-Man stuff down and play with them? Because I have Snake Mountain, I have Grayskull. Will you come over and play He-Man with me? Okay, so... Like, I got lots of figures. Like, we could bring them down uh, and, like, actually play with this stuff. I just don't know what... Are you too busy to come play? <laughs> Do you have to wash your hair? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So they're just for display then. Yeah. I mean, like, oh. how do you play with the... How do you play with them? Oh, shit, son. I'm getting all stirred up inside just <laughs> thinking about it. How do you play with them? You're like, oh, I'm He-Man. And then, like, Skeletor comes out. See, my imagination is dead. <laughs> I've had too many years of awful real life things, right. and now my imagination is just like. Well, I want to play with them. If anyone else out there wants to play He Man, like, hit me up. <laughs> You're going to get. I mean, I was on Tinder for like less than a week, but I might open it back up, and that would just be just my profile. Me, yeah. If anyone out there wants to play play He Man with me, just hit me up. Like, there needs to be like a friender. Like, yeah. There's an app called Friender. Yeah. And you're just like, hey. <laughs> Look at my collection. Uh huh. Like a friend that likes to play with. We can listen to records and play Nothing He Man. Weird. No. Just two dudes. You can pick the music. Hey. I can be a girl. You know, it's I can. I'm not going to be a girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's never a girl. Oh. It's going to be two dudes. <laughs> hey. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. We can play chess and He Man and listen to music. Well, what's going to happen when. You want to be He-Man, but he also wants to be He-Man. I'll let him be He-Man. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I'm not. I'm not like that, man. Now, are you gonna be Faker? Faker? I'll be Skeletor, or Beast Man. You know my love for Beast Man. Mm, yes. I got an Orco. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could be Too Bad, Buzz Off, Stinkor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mantana. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be. I could be anybody, son. It's just. As long as I'm in there, as long as I'm in the game, taking swings. As long as I'm in the game, taking swings, I'm happy. Okay. All right. You get you know you get battle damage, but you keep on going. Oh, they break my shit though. <laughs> you talking about breaking my shit? Talking about the battle armor. All right, yeah, battle I do have yeah. I don't chest. I don't have battle damage. I have them in the pops, but they don't really work. Nah. nah. So if you have them, man, bring them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, there was a dude that I was friends with in, uh, in middle school, and I used to be so jealous because he, uh, which this isn't like a thing. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, I don't know. Uh, I'd go over to his house to hang out, and he basically had like the entire basement to himself. Uh huh. And he had a shitload of figures, uh, oh. like all this stuff, you know. But his thing was he liked to take them apart, and then used a uh, like a wood burner to melt pieces back together to make like custom Frankenstein monster figures. So it was like the scene from the Toy Story uh, where the, you know the one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like that looking back. So my first question is, do you talk to him while he's in jail? (laughs) Or did you see him like before he went in? Like what happened to this guy? I've had those same like thoughts about like, what what's like, wonder what prison he's at now. There's, I can't find him. He took him apart. Uh Uh-huh. And then melted them back together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going to lower the value. To form, like, different. All right. That takes a lot of meat off the bone. It does. You're all bone at this point. You're good at it. You can sell it as a custom piece. <laughs> what a psycho. Yeah. He, he was a He was an odd bird. Yeah. We need to. We and need he to. It was me, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he started pulling out these bird he man ah! Oh my god uh, I'm gonna have nightmares about burnt He-Man. I used to burn my G.I. Joes, but not my He-Man. What? <laughs> well, during Hurricane Hugo in 89 in South Carolina, we didn't have power for like a couple weeks, a week, I don't know. I was like 10, what's time? Old. Yeah, but like we had candles everywhere. So I would like just take my little G.I. Joes and just watch your little hands burn in the flame. So why are you questioning how weird that guy was? I didn't take him apart first or anything. Oh, okay, it's fine to burn I was just alive. a pyro. Like, I could, you know, that, that you could turn that off. And he was, like, surgically doing things. Like, <laughs> oh, you're man. just, like, out there willy-nilly torturing <laughs> yeah. people. Any way to get the answers. I never did that. Uh-huh. The closest thing I read to, like, anything weird like that was, uh, I, don't, uh, I assume it was because of the movie Chucky. Or some, or no, it wasn't that. It would have been like uh, probably something way less horror. <laughs> it would have probably been like uh, the Goosebumps book about like the dummy. Uh-huh. Anyways, I had like a Pee Wee Herman like dummy. Like, yeah, the was, pool string. Yeah, the pool string. Uh-huh. And I was super creeped out about it for some reason. <laughs> so I took him out to my dad to my grandpa's garage where I always like that was where I spent most of my childhood, and I tied him to a tree and then shot arrows. <laughs> oh! So I made sure Pee Wee was not gonna fuck with me. <laughs> Damn, Paul Rubin, if you're listening, man, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, no, you're cool, Paul. <laughs> Pee Wee. At the time. Coming. Damn. So. We've unlocked a lot today. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I really do wish I would have had a. If I could only prepared for that, where I could have pulled out a burnt figure. <laughs> do you want to play with me, Joel? <laughs> do you want to play figures? I'll be He Man. <laughs> All right, well, if you don't have anything else, we're going to get out of here. I think I'm done. Uh, Follow us on the social media things. Yeah. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and give us a review. Uh, That helps our numbers, helps us grow. It's their algorithm. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah, check us out on all that stuff. Send in suggestions. I just heard a weird buzzing sound. Oh, Oh, it's because there's a stink bug. There's a bug in here. Oh, my God. Goddamn stink bug. Those fucking things. All right. We're out of here. Joel's going to go eat that bug. All right, bye.